I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 96. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I am to introduce our guest today, Jennifer Wheeler. She's a broker with Canadian Mortgage Experts based out of Tawasson, BC. She was Rookie of the Year in BC in her first year as a mortgage broker, and she's absolutely killing it. I've heard really good things about Jennifer, and I'm stoked with this interview today. Jennifer, are you ready to rock? I am. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the mortgage business? Absolutely. So I actually joined the mortgage business about two, well, actually three years ago. I started uh, as a administrator trader, wrote my license, and then continued on. Where I come from, actually, is uh, the not-for-profit network. So I used to do a lot of crisis counseling and work as a victim services worker for Delta Police. So completely new to industry and have this fantastic friend slash colleague, Lisa Mannering, who offered me the opportunity to join her team, uh, mentor with her, learn, and start from there. So the business itself has been incredible. It's taken off really quickly, and I, I feel blessed to to have fallen into uh, the team that I have. So prior to getting into the mortgage business, no experience. You weren't in the bank. You were. You had mentioned off here. You do crisis management. So how does that? How did that help you in your mortgage business? Yeah. So for me, the industry itself, I had to learn from scratch. So you know, just everything from lenders, products, everything that I needed to know. The only skills that I could think of and that I brought would probably just been in my people skills. So my patience, my listening, and the ability to just really get to know people, build a rapport as fast as possible. And I guess that's sort of where the crisis counseling came in is you walk into a situation with somebody and they're in the worst moment of their lives. And and my role is to to provide comfort, peace, and and, and services without knowing anything about them. And I think that's probably been my biggest advantage moving into this industry. Right. So it's a, it is ultimately a people business and the technical side you can learn. So that part is uh, valuable. And how long did you do that? Uh, I actually worked in different roles in that industry for probably eight to 10 years, but I was with Delta Police specifically six years. Okay. So then you tell me about your first year, you're in the mortgage business and then you won rookie of the year for BC. Lots of, there's a lot of mortgage brokers that enter the business and you had done really well. So tell me, what did you do when you first started? Basically, what I did, and I think my biggest, well, essentially what I did is I learned from one of the most successful and fantastic ladies in the industry, Lisa. And by being here and working directly in her office and teaming up with the staff that she had, I learned how to shape a business. I, I Not only did I listen to everything that was being said and absorbed everything in that respect, but I was hands-on. I was able to assist her in mailers and, and, and learn how, how her client care went, but also just in general, how she approached Everything from follow-up and maintaining those relationships, how to reach out to people, when to reach out to people, and essentially just some of the basics of just really what to offer, how to learn what to offer, how to pull from people what they need. And and, and that was strictly what I did with her. And, And so once I was licensed, she basically sort of just said, here's a couple details of things that that helped me. I fine-tuned it to my individual self and, and sort of what I felt would be important for me and hit the ground running. So it was uh, basically going through everybody I knew, all the networks I had, going out, meeting all the realtors that I had, and I knew in my in my uh, own personal database 
sending out uh, flyers to let everybody know what I was doing, just a nice introduction letter with uh, business cards, and really honestly, just telling people what I did for a living now. Mm -hmm. I want to dive into this a little bit because I find that a lot of people that enter the business, there's, there's a high sort of failure rate, like in any mm -hmm. financial service industry, and you have no background in it, and you have a great mentor in Lisa. So she told you to do some things, which you did, but so what specifically, you said you went and you reached out to your the realtors that you knew, and so what did you do? Did you phone them? If somebody's new and they're trying to feel like, okay, I don't know where to start, what would you say to them to help them? Maybe they wouldn't be rookie of the year, but for them to have like a first year where they make money. I would say you need to build your database. You need to start somewhere. And so for me, you know, because I didn't have a lot of finance background, my database were my people. They were the people that where I, my children went to school with, my family, my friends, uh, past colleagues, anybody that I knew that I had sort of met in my time frame. And I went as far back as, as high school and I went as far back as my university years and Honestly, a lot of it was I just picked up the phone. I called. I said, let's go for lunch. Let's go for coffee. I, we went out. We talked. I told them what I was doing, what I could offer. And then in turn as well, what I, I found was probably the most helpful was just building that trust. And, and I really felt like in the beginning, I needed to know my stuff. I needed to be able to give them the confidence to trust me because I was so new. So, you know, on top of the reaching out and the talking, I put my nose in a book and I sat here and I learned everything I could. So I knew what I was talking about when the opportunity came. I think my mom described me as relentless. So I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I definitely made sure that any opportunity I had to tell people what I knew and what I could do, I, I took it. Right. Yeah, because I think when I talk to a lot of people that are new, one of the fears is that they're going to be asked questions they don't know the answer to. So I just so I can get a picture of this in my mind, you start working for Lisa. Did you work on like files to get file experience or was it just reading like manuals and lender guidelines? And then when you'd have a conversation, you'd hopefully uh, have an answer. So how, how did that go? Prior to licensing, I was mostly doing administration. So we have systems in place here where we send birthday cards out, just constant client care, saying hi, touching base, sending out, um, do a lot of mailers and, and, and giving people information. And so my role before I was licensed was really honestly just the administration in that respect. But while I was doing that, they were having conversations, they were meeting clients, they were talking to lenders. And so I taught myself about each lender, about the rates, and I would update everything for her. And any chance that I had to assist her, I took because in turn, I was also learning. So mm -hmm. a lot of that I did prior to licensing. Once I was licensed and I was able to assist, then I essentially underwrit as much as I possibly could for her. So she would, you know, she would take in her deals and I would input them into the system and I would learn and I would shape and I would ask questions. And, and in turn, from there, I, I would have to... Uh, reach out to lenders and, and, and do it myself. A lot of it was doing it myself. She was always there to answer my questions, mm -hmm. but my nature was, she would always joke and say, I was like a little kid. And I would say, I do it because I wanted to, I didn't want her to tell me what to do. I wanted to, I wanted to be able to do it myself. And figure and, out why too. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of uh, conceptual understanding, especially when I was new to industry, I found that taking a big picture approach on the industry really helped because I half the time didn't know who was with which lender and, and, and what was going on and, and what was important to know. And, and so it really took a while and a lot of time. Right. And, you know, I find it interesting. So let's say tomorrow you and I decide we want to become hairdressers or cut hair for a living. Uh, it's not like we can just take an online course and we're going to be successful at cutting hair. But in the mortgage business, you take a course and it teaches you, in my opinion, to use the calculator and some 
you know, maybe some legal things to avoid, but ultimately it doesn't teach you anything about how to put together a file. And so it sounds like one of the things that benefited you was being able to work on files so that you were, when you did have those opportunities to talk to someone, you'd be like, oh yeah, I can do that. I've, I've seen this before. You think that made a big difference in your, those initial meetings with realtors and, and your network? Yeah, I think honestly and truly that's pretty much the bottom line. That's what gave me what I needed to go out there and be confident and have the strength to to have those tough conversations and to help build faith with people. Because when you're new, they ask. The first thing they say is, well, how long have you been a broker for? Well, when you say, I don't know, a month, it doesn't really quite build that faith right away. So know, knowing what I was saying, knowing what I was talking about, and then also just having the confidence to say, you know what, that I don't know, and I'm going to give you a call back. I'm going to find mm-hmm. out. Actually finding out and actually phoning back. Those those were basically the basic steps I took in the beginning. And I think on top of it all, learning to shape a deal, I, I find they're also different. There's not a single deal that's the same. And and since I've had my own and, and grown my business as quickly as, as I have, I certainly find that obviously as I go, there is still lots that I have to learn. And And again, having a team, having somebody willing to mentor you, it, it really honestly was the defining factor for me. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And then one of the things I found when I first got into the mortgage business is that the people that knew me from my previous careers of paramedic, they were like, well, yeah, we know you're a paramedic, but you know, we're going to wait and see if we, if you, if this mortgage thing is going to last or not. So how did you overcome? Cause you can't get the, the kind of numbers that you did in your first year without your network trusting you. So how did you get over that hurdle? Cause I know that I had trouble with that when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the ability to set that rapport and find that rapport and hear what people are telling you. Um, One of my biggest strengths has always been listening. And I find if people feel heard and if people feel valued, then what you have to say, they hear and they value. And that's sort of just how I operate in general in all aspects of my life. And, And so any opportunity I had, if it meant I had to sit on the phone and go in circles for an hour, then I did. Whatever it took for them to understand that that I was there no matter what and that they could count on me, that's I I didn't stop until they they walked away from a conversation with me feeling that way. Right, and that goes back to the relentless personality disorder, not disorder. I've been, that's an advantage. <laughs> Being rel- <laughs> yeah. maybe it was a disorder when you were a little kid and you were driving your mother nuts with something that you wanted, but now it's a good thing. It is, and you know what it comes down to is, I think at the end of the day, it's any kind of client care or service position. You want people to walk away feeling like they achieved what they wanted to, or that the service was great, or they walked away and they're able to go tell their friends, you know what, you can count on this person. I'm willing to put my name behind this person. And and the only way to do that is the relationship and, and for them to know that at the end of the day, even if you can't give them what they want, that you sure gave it your all. Right. That's really good. Okay. So I didn't mean to hijack the beginning of this interview, but I, yeah, I wanted to dig into sort of what some of the things you had done. Okay. Last thing on this. So any specifically, when you reached out to your friends, you said you sent them a newsletter. Was that an email? Was that mail? And did you use the phone? Like what methods did you use to kind of reach out to that sphere initially in order to say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And I'd love to help you out. What did that look Mm -hmm. like? I wrote an intro letter. So definitely printed that out on nice paper, put it in a envelope and mailed it out with uh, what we had was a flyer at that time just for for the office itself, uh, as well as my business cards, and mailed that out to, I would say, I, by the time I was done, I think it was only about 200 people. But, you know, I just definitely got that out in the mail. 
from there, I'm pretty social media savvy. So I made it a priority to maximize that uh, because that is our way of communicating right now. So I immediately set up my business page. I immediately set up my LinkedIn. I posted all over my personal page, invited all my friends to look at that page. I talked to them about it. And I often would even send private messages to people that I, I knew and just saying, hey, look, if you check this out, please like it. Please check, you know, whatever I could do to drive conversations and, and get people to acknowledge that I had changed careers. That mm-hmm. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really good. Really good advice. So I want to ask about quotes because I, I love personally love quotes. I love how they're memorable. They're portable. You can take them with you. And for me, anyways, they help me stay on track. So can you share a quote that's really had an impact on your life or business? Mm-hmm. I'm a people person. So, so my favorite quote is Maya Angelou's quote that people will forget what you said and people will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. That's really good. And so how do you apply that in your business? Um, well, I listen and I feel like that's the biggest, biggest way for anybody to walk away feeling like they, they either got what they needed or that they were able to get across what they needed and then have their need met. And that is that you need to be able to listen. And I also do a lot of referrals um, because of my unique skill set with, with the crisis counseling. Uh, I tend to be able to help people when they're going through a difficult situation. So say if somebody comes in for financing and they're going through a separation and divorce. Well, I actually, you know, spent years counseling people through that and, and connecting them with, with valuable resources within that industry mm. as well. Right. So <clears throat> I find that something I do a lot. Uh, I spend a lot of time with people and I'll, I'll refer them to a family justice counselor. I'll refer them to legal aid or I can, I can connect them on a social level as well as, as here in the office with, with what we're doing financially. Right. That's really good. So listening is the key so that you uncover needs and things and ways that you can serve them to build your relationship, to help them. And then ultimately you're also by a side effect is it's also helping you and your business. Absolutely. Yeah, for me it is. And I think I never want anyone to feel pressured. Our, our role is to make sure that their, their best interests are looked after. And I feel that, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to do, to do the opposite in any kind of business and, and to look out for yourself. And if you do that approach, you might succeed for a while, but at the end, you're not going to gain those long-lasting relationships, that return business, the referral business, and the people that they, they call you because they count on you. And, and that's that's the kind of business I want to build. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and ask about failure. I know that uh, failure happens as a you know business owner, mortgage broker. Can you share something that you'd failed at, but looking back that there was a lesson in it for you? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting and it's probably a bit of a contentious issue that I've learned about in this industry, and that is the whole issue of rate buy-down. And I feel like as a new broker, I really felt that was something I needed to do in order to gain business in the beginning. And I think that through that, my failure in that was that I didn't believe and have the confidence that my clients saw my value. And in that respect, I think I probably lost a few deals that I focused too much on rate mm-hmm. instead of really showing them the value of what I could offer. I, you know, I can think of probably two or three deals that, that I wasn't able to follow through on because I put too much focus on the rate. Mm-hmm. So what, give me an example of what you mean by that, how you put too much focus on the rate. Well, you know how it goes with us. You know, a client will walk in and say, well, I've been over at RBC and, and I've been over here and they've offered me this and, and what can you do? You know, instead of my first answer being something along the lines of offering them a lifetime uh, service pr- with uh, whether it's financial advice or whatever else that I, I, I feel is important, like I said, referrals mm-hmm. to other networks, 
you know, I focus so much on the rate that it's really easy for the bank to just match it. And right. then they just go back there. So there wasn't any other, um, I didn't give them what I needed to give them in order for them to, to stay with me long-term. And I think that that's sort of where I failed. And I, you know, that happens all the time. And then probably anybody will say that this is, you know, one of the biggest issues we, we face often, but I feel like if, if, if I had that confidence at that time and I didn't devalue what I was doing, then I probably would have succeeded better in those moments. Right. No, that's really good. You're right. So I want to ask about sort of a, a couple of years in now, has your process, your sales process changed much in the, you know, the three years you've been doing this and what is something recently that you've made an adjustment to in your sales uh, approach? Well, I certainly have way more knowledge to offer. So I find that when I'm, I'm talking to people, I can, I can really, really uh, look at the bigger picture. So one thing I have noticed a lot more is just my ability to to look at the B side a little bit more. So if I can't offer an, a solution on the A side of lending, that I am able to provide a B. And, and I will take that time to make sure that I don't go back with a no and I always go back with an answer. So mm -hmm. I think in the beginning, I probably didn't have that same scope to be able to do that. Whereas now, you know, I, I don't like to say no. So what I will always do is, is take the extra time to find a solution, even if it's not necessarily something that I know they're going to want to do right away. They may want to, you know, think on for a while or take a different approach. At least they know that, that there's something there if they do change their mind. So that is something I do um, that I definitely didn't do in the beginning. Other than that, I think, Mostly what's just changed is streamlining of systems and operations and, and learning how to time manage better. So give me, what are, you, what are you doing for time management now that you weren't doing a couple of years ago that's making a big difference for you? Well, certainly I'm faster at putting fields together than I used to be. And, and, and so that's made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. uh, we've actually, our office is, has grown. So we've implemented a, a filing system that's been fantastic. We're using Dropbox. We're trying to go more digital, get away from the paper in that respect, and spend a lot more time um, getting the, I guess, the flow mm -hmm. more efficient. Because I found we were so, I was so bogged down in paperwork and underwriting and and, and all that respect that I wasn't getting in as much done as I could have, and I was spending too much time sort of behind the computer and not enough time out there talking to my referral sources. So are you on the paperwork side? Do you have um, help with that now or do you still manage it all yourself? Uh, now that we are over with CME, we certainly have way more help with that. So that has been um, invaluable because uh, before what it was was so, well, also too, I didn't, you know, growing the volume, you want to do it all yourself anyways. But now that I am kind of going where I'm going, it, I definitely am happy to include an underwriter and, and get some more done on that so I can spend more time on the people end of my business. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. And then I want to add, you have three kids, so obviously you have a busy mortgage practice. So how what how do you balance your family with your your growing mortgage business? Mm -hmm. It's a delicate balance. It does happen. Thankfully, my kid, my oldest son is um, he's twelve, so he spends a lot of time helping me with the little ones, which is great. Uh, I have a great relationship, so my spouse and I obviously, you know, we share the responsibilities and and, and take a lot of time to uh, to juggle on the calendar who's doing what and where thankfully my I'm close to home I can be there if they need me which is a huge comfort as a working mom mm -hmm. uh, but then in turn as well you got to find all that other stuff that you like to do the exercise and 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 the fun and and so I find the balance really honestly just comes from teamwork and time management and also a little bit of letting go my house mm -hmm. is a lot messier than it used to be right 
You know, I've heard someone say one time that a person, a man standing on one foot is in balance, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's ideal long-term, right? So sometimes it's the shifting that happens, you know, when you're in different stages, especially I find with, we have three kids as well. And, and then their ages change, their capacity has gone up and it's like, well, you can actually, you can do things now. You're, you're useful, you know, like I'm, I'll keep you around. So yeah, um, yeah. There, there's something cool about that too, that we've, we're kind of just experiencing now. So, okay. So I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions. So these you can answer with shorter answers if you like. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? I'm going to say asking for referrals and knowing their value and having the confidence to state it. Okay. So when you, I'm going to, I said it's rapid fire, but I'm going to ask a question. So when you ask somebody for a referral, what do you say? So if I'm a realtor and we just met and we had a great coffee and we're getting along. And so what do you, what's, what do you typically would say to somebody like me? I would love the opportunity to help your clients. I feel like what I can do for, for them and for you will, will make a big difference. And I usually focus on that. And then from there, I will offer a practical piece of information of the current market so that they know that, that I have a piece of information that's different than what they've seen. Right. That's really good. Okay. What one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? Uh, I'm an action girl. If I say I'm going to do it, I do it. I'll write it down. I do set goals. And, you know, I have a lot of ideas. We, have, we do a lot of brainstorming here in our office. And I'm one that always likes to follow through. Right. That's why you're rookie of the year. You did stuff. And then uh, what one, or I would ask, do you have an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? Um, since joining CME, we've got to have the privilege of using auto, which has been remarkable. So that is our CRM system and it's made a huge difference in streamlining. Also social media, it's a millennial age. I use it as much as I can, as often as I can and run a lot of contests through that. Mm, cool. If we had more time, I'd dive into that. So if, what, <laughs> if you could recommend one book for listeners, what would it be? I understand that this is professional. I should probably pick like a self-help book, but I'm a fiction lover. So I'm going to say I'm reading The Glass Castle right now by Jeanette Walls. I highly recommend it. It's a good human story about, about survival and challenges and, and championing through the obstacles of life. Mm, I've heard of that one, actually. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. And so I'm going to last question. One of my favorites is DeLorean. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. So in the movie, there's this DeLorean in the car. You can travel in time. So if we could put you in the car, it's only three years. So it's not that far. But if we could send you back three years and be like, okay, you could sit down and give yourself some advice to help your mortgage business. What would you say to yourself? I guess I would say feel the confidence that you're exuding. Because I think that I, you know, people would always say, you look like you know what you're doing. You're out there and, and you're, you're doing it and you're doing great and you're kicking butt. And I, and I would go home and I would doubt myself and I would wonder and I would – you know, constantly check in with myself and, and, and say, oh, you could do better here and there and there. So I would say, believe in myself, don't doubt the things I've done, and really honestly and truly be so grateful for the team around you and the fact that I had the most amazing mentor. And I mean, I trusted, I she had my full um, respect and adoration. And, and I think that's honestly and truly that, that partnership and that team with her is I have to give it full credit. Right. That's awesome. And we have interviewed Lisa before, so we'll put a link in the show notes to Lisa's interview. So yeah. I really appreciate your time today. And Jennifer, I really hope that you continue to crush it in the mortgage biz. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you.